0: Welcome to the Weekly Exchange, an Explominate podcast where we talk about Forex strategy and tactics games news, patches, devlogs, and much more. So stay tuned. Here are your hosts, Rob and Nate. Welcome back to the Weekly Exchange. It is Rob again, here by myself. And that's unfortunate, only because I had a couple people lined up. One of which had to back out. The other one was willing to get up at 3.30 in the morning, and then I had to back out. So, here's to you, Battle Mode. I appreciate that you got up, and I'm sorry that my kid got sick. But thank you. Hopefully we'll have him on soon. And by soon, I mean in the next week or so. He'll be co-hosting with me and we'll we'll do it. I guess, he, I think he's Scottish. So you'll be able to hear a cool Scottish accent because my accent sucks. But we've had a few things happen this week in the Forex and strategy world. So let's begin. First of all, Asterix is released on the 30th, which by the time I'm recording this is a day ago. And, you know, honestly... I'm going I have a review being written i'm I'm a little behind because I've got some stuff going on I've had a death in the family unfortunately and it kind of put a damper on things kind of took the wind out of my sails a bit so I apologize I will get it done it's being written it's not nearly ready for consumption but I will say that it is a bit of a disappointment that it didn't get more polish and that it stuck so strictly to its You know, it's retro roots, and I don't think it's going to be everyone's favorite game. So I will go into more depth about that. I've had about 42 hours of the game, and honestly, the last 20 of them kind of felt like I was just (laughs) putting myself through the paces so that I could speak somewhat authoritatively on the game. With that being said, on Steam, it's already 0%. There's not a single positive review on it yet as of the time of this recording. So that's saying something, I think. I think people were expecting a bit more, you know, there was a hope for more polish and maybe a hope for a better aesthetic direction that people didn't get. And, you know, there's just a lot of people saying that there are better games elsewhere. And I would say, without trying to give too many spoilers away, that I kind of feel the same way. That if you're looking for something retro, there are some very good options right now with Interstellar Space Genesis and Remnants of the Precursors, which is free. So I don't know. It's it's a tough sell right now, but we will get more into it as I write the review. And hopefully you guys can give me some feedback as to what's going on with your experience. So moving on to the next news item, we have Warhammer 40K Gladius version 1.4.6 update. In this update you're going to be able to have your player settings including colors difficulties factions teams all that stuff they can now be saved so you don't have to do that every single time it's also not going to automatically change the amount of players based on world size battle estimate traits are now decompressed for increased readability and passive actions can no longer be disabled by default so there's a bunch of also balance changes and bug fixes They are continuing to work really hard on this game, and I like that because it's a pretty solid 4X game, although I'm I'm hesitant to call it truly 4X. But it is a very solid game regardless, and with the Tau coming soon, it'll be a really good opportunity to jump back in and see how all these updates have helped shape this game. Next up is the 167th Stellaris Dev Diary, focusing on the Galactic Community Q&A, which is If you remember, we said that Paradox was looking for some questions regarding the Federation's expansion. And the questions that were asked about the Galactic community were answered. There's quite a few of them, so feel free to click on that link down below. Check it out and see what it's all about. It's looking pretty promising, I'm going to say that. I do feel like the stuff they're addressing with this expansion is easily the most anticipated stuff for me. Probably for its entire lifespan. I think the diplomacy stuff has really stuck out to me as being pretty weak from the get-go. And so I would say that Federations is going to address the stuff that I've had the most concern with since Stellaris 1.0. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that's going to improve the game. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how the changes that they've been making to the AI and performance will affect the general game before Federations comes out. So, yeah, lots of good stuff coming to Solaris. We will be watching it very closely. Hopefully some someone out there among you has a lot of time with Solaris and maybe can become a beat reporter for us, because our beat reporters, as you're going to start seeing, are people that I've lined up that have an intimate knowledge of games that perhaps I don't, nor does anyone here at Explominate currently which really only consists of a couple of people right now. <laughs> so uh, between Nate and I and one or two others, there's not many people. There's not much time for, for expertise in a lot of these 4X games. So we're hoping to bring on more beat reporters. We have one that we've we've acquired, we've recruited for Interstellar Space Genesis, and we have another who's done some stuff with some real-time strategy games that he's going to start offering up with our weekly news roundup, our weekly news roundup article, I should say. So, yeah, anyone out there who has an intimate knowledge of Stellaris would would be a welcome addition here. Maybe you could provide us with some more in-depth coverage of the things that are changing with Stellaris. And, of course, with the new Federation's expansion pack. So, let me know. Next up is an update to Alliance of the Sacred Suns, which is now, I believe, 0.8, 0.3, 0.1. And what they've done is they've taken a look at some of the like the more basic systems that they've had going because they haven't really revisited some of the systems. And now they're, they're updating the project system and the ADM, which I believe is like administrative might or something like that. But they're taking a look at both of those systems. They're changing them to make them a little bit more accessible to the common player and maybe a little bit more easy to understand and, you know, kind of not dumb it down, but pare it down to its most simplest form. And make it a little bit more accessible, like I said. So those things are looking to be added, I believe, very soon if they're not already added. And it may be a good time to jump back in there with Steve Hawkins. So maybe I can... Steve Hawkins? My bad. I think I just called him... I gave him a G. Steve Hawkins. He's he's a Hawking man. But no, Steve Hawkins, he's the guy that has joined me a couple times for our... Uh, you know, like our let's play with developer stuff that I did with Alliance of the Sacred Sons where he kinda showed me how to play the game. It was super cool. I really enjoyed it, but it looks like he's just really working hard on it. It's fantastic to see. So I know that the work on the military system is ongoing and I'm excited to see how that's going to affect the game and how that may change gameplay in general. So very excited to see what that'll do. And that should be soon because I believe it's supposed to be sometime in February that 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 Version of the alpha gets pushed out. So, something we will absolutely report on. Speaking of hard work, Chris Park from Arkham Games continues to work hard on AI War 2 and yet another version release this week. In fact, almost every week, I believe there's been at least two for as long as I can remember, except for some of the holiday weeks. But this one's version 1.320. He's calling it Intelligence Intensifies, among many other things he says that they went through a ton of code and fixed up any potential problems that they found during that code review. They were also going through the achievements and fixing some of them that weren't properly triggering. And he says, I guess most importantly, the warden fleet of the AI now uses fire teams. He says, this is a complete game changer for them. You can't trick and trap them like you used to, although you can still mess with them in various ways. They're just smarter and more fluid in how they respond to your messings. So, and there's more. There's so much more. So it's just insane to me how hard Chris is working on this. I think there is a free expansion coming out soon. Free DLC coming out soon to those who kickstarted. And it'll be a paid you know expansion for those that didn't kickstart. I kickstarted because I knew he would knock this out of the park. And by that I meant I was hopeful he would. <laughs> Had some doubts for a brief moment. But... I am extremely happy that he did. I need to revisit AOR2 because it's one of my favorite games the last year. So uh, with all the version changes, it sounds like I'm going to go back to a whole new game since my review. I'm very excited by that, and I'm very, very happy to see Chris Park just killing it. Anyway, before we go much further, let's go ahead and take a brief moment for our sponsor. Right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back from that brief interlude. We have next Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. It has a DLC coming up that they're looking for beta testers with. They have not yet announced anything about the expansion except or DLC, except that it's going to continue the progress of Story 2, or Season 2 I should say, And it will also include brand new ships. So if you're familiar with Deadlock and you would like to help out with their DLC testing, go ahead and take a look at the link and do yourself a favor and sign up. Do me a favor because I actually have played that game. I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm not nearly at the level of someone who could probably beta test it and provide valuable feedback. So hopefully somebody out there among you is good enough that they can do that because I'm not. But I do like the game. I think the game is great. I love the battle system. If you guys are Battlestar Galactica fans and you haven't checked out Deadlock, (laughs) you're doing yourself a disservice, I'll tell you that, because it is a great game. It's easily the best Battlestar Galactica game I've ever played, so check it out. Anyways, so this week's What Is game is called Rising Lords. And for those of you who are familiar with Battle Brothers, it's kind of similar to that. But it appears to be more of... A like Battle Brothers meets 4X almost because it's got some empire building management stuff and other things that are just very similar to a 4X game or just, you know, a turn-based strategy game in general. But it has the combat that looks almost exactly like Battle Brothers combat. We are fortunate enough to have a beta key, which I'm going to start playing and taking a look at because I do believe it's going to be a game that people are excited about. It's supposed to be coming out in April of this year. And I just, the, the look of it is very nice. It has a very nice cartoon, hand-drawn cartoon, but almost like old school, very old school style cartoon look. And it has, you know, it's just a very nice aesthetic. Let me take a moment to just read the description here. It says, Rising Lords is a medieval turn-based strategy game with card and board game elements. Send your serfs to fight and die in your name or let them prosper and use them to your advantage collect taxes and resources dictate ra- dictate rations and field work forge weapons reshape the battlefield raise armies and build mighty fortified cities help your people become knights or dump them on the battlefield far away but be careful even the most humble peasants will revolt eventually so it's got a campaign mode and it says its features are finding the perfect balance, juggle production, resource gathering, diplomacy, and treason, tax and rations, all vital in the success of your provinces. Deep tactics, use counters to troop types, morale, terrain, and cards to get the upper hand, even against seemingly impossible odds. But you have your tactical battles, which is cool. you have up to four-player simultaneous multiplayer, which I am sure that will appeal to somebody. I'm not a multiplayer person myself. You can also play mind games by spreading false information and use figures to pester your opponents. That sounds cool. And there's some customization as well of your leader's look and skills and your uh, the way your cities look and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. It says there's also 50 different events and you can collect unique cards to surprise your enemies. So a lot of cool gameplay mechanics at, at play here that I think are going to appeal to anyone really with a you know, a fondness for strategy games and also a fondness for very, very Battle Brothers-like tactical combat. So I'm very excited for it. It looks very nice, and it'll be a game that we're going to be watching for sure. It definitely, for sure, has some 4X elements that I think, again, will appeal to our audience. So anyway, back to site stuff for a moment. I wanted to say that I know I've been pretty quiet. The site's been a little bit quieter than I'd hoped. With the things that have been going on in my family, and then the trips that I took, the the site stuff has slowed down because I'm the only one really doing anything for the site. Uh, even when I do have people that are writing for us, I have to do all the editing and stuff. So I apologize to you that have you know been checking the site and been like you know maybe a little disappointed to see there hasn't been anything new really. We did put our Game of the Year out, which was probably no surprise to some of you, but it was Age of Wonders Planetfall, a fantastic game that I am well aware of some of the great stuff coming to it, and I think it's going to get to be one hell of a game. I'm really excited for that one. And we also did our My Own Personal game Games of the Decade article, where I listed my four Games of the Decade, and in order would be Distant Worlds Universe, Fallen Enchantress, Legendary Heroes... Civilization Five and then Endless Legend. Those are the games I spent the most time on this past decade, and they've also probably made the biggest impression on me as a 4X gamer. Fallen Enchantress is a game that I think a lot of people have not really given the time of day, and I just think it's a travesty because it's a fantastic game. There were a lot of hours spent on that game for me, and I was, it really made me a Stardock fan all over again, and I was hoping to see more of that universe being fleshed out, but it's not looking too likely now, unfortunately, but they do kind of chip away at it every now and then. Derek Paxson will occasionally come back and sort of you know update it with some great stuff. And Speaking of Derek Paxson, I have a, an interview with him, possibly. I spoke to him through the internets, and he has agreed to come onto the show. So I think it'd be great to see what he's up to, just talk to him about various things and maybe the modding community in general, because I know he got his start through modding with Fall From Heaven and Fall From Heaven 2, which are considered by many to be some of the best mods of all time and yeah so the idea was that I would probably get him on the horn and talk to him about mods and games and maybe poke him a little bit to see what he's up to at Stardock now because Stardock's a bit quiet but going back to what I was saying we had games of the decade and that was pushed out I had the objective count like community vote one and then I had my own personal games of the decade and that was a bunch of fun, but from here on out, it looks like my calendar should remain pretty open, so I'll be able to get back into some of the stuff that I want to do, which includes the most anticipated Forex games of 2020, which, you know, uh, uh, no surprise to anyone would be, you know, games like Humankind, Ten Crowns, and uh, I think that's it right now. I can't think of any other Forex games. Alliance of the Sacred Suns, I believe, has a 2021 release date. Remnants of the Precursors, absolutely. That would be on the top of that list. And I'm sure there's other games that I'm forgetting right now. Uh, let's think, too. We have Dominus Galaxia that would be probably a 2020 release. That's going to be on that list. But, you know, now if I start to think about it, there are some games that are coming out this, this year that for sure will be some games that we'll be anticipating and, looking, and wa- looking at and watching very closely. So I'll get that list together. I'll compile all the games that I know are coming out this next year. And we will pare them down and figure out which ones are the most exciting. So with that being said, again I apologize for it just being me again. I will do my best to bring on co-hosts as often as I can, but unfortunately this week I I kinda dropped the ball a little bit and then I had a an unfortunate incident occur. So <laughs> as I was going to record and I was even uh you know speaking with battle mode on the on the Discord, it my daughter became sick pretty violently too. So it was not something I could continue on and actually record through. So we will have more people on as we wait for Nate to return. But in the meantime, thanks for everyone who listens, everyone who supports us through Patreon, everyone who's on the site that makes posts or that creates comments and all that stuff. I love that. I love that kind of community engagement. Those of you on the discord, I love all of you and Those of you who've just supported us from the beginning and continue to come to our site and listen to this podcast, watch our videos, read our stuff, you guys rock. So until next time, where I hopefully will have another co-host next time, I believe I will. I believe I have at least two lined up, so we'll get those sorted and have you guys introduced to new voices. Until then, thanks for listening. This was Rob from Explaminate, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye!